We, we're looking through the book of Hebrews. What time have we got? I've got about 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, we're going to look at uh, Hebrews 3. Um, so I'm going to start reading f- from verse, uh, verse 7 to, to 19. Uh, last, last week we looked at one of the first uh, warnings that we, we're not to neglect this great salvation of ours. And... Uh, uh, we're not to be a people that's drifting. And when we drift, we, we're in danger of suffer, suffering loss. Uh, I think I ended with that, that passage out of, uh, and I've just been reflecting on it more and more, you know, that in coming ages, God will display His immeasurable riches of His grace towards us. And that's what we're standing in. And uh, what God has done for us, and what He's got for us, and what He's calling us to uh, we've been brought out of, but, it, but uh, there's so much more that we've been called to. And we're running, uh, we're running towards the two, to our destiny, and into, into that inheritance. And the, the whole thrust of, of the book of Hebrews is really about our inheritance, and uh, that we we to run hard, we to fight, uh, fight the fight. Um, so verse 7, it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, um, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, They are always going astray in their hearts. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take brothers, lest there be any of you, uh, any of you, an evil, in any of you, an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another each day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. We need to be a persevering people, and holding on to what our Christ has held on to us. As it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but to those who were disobedient. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So this morning I want to, um, and really the thrust of my message, um, and as we, as we read the scripture, we, we see quite clearly that our inheritance is linked to our hearts. Our inheritance is linked to our hearts. And we, we need to we need to keep keep watch over over our hearts, and uh, you know we we've, we've many many times we say out of Proverbs, you know keep keep your heart 
with all vigilance, we need to watch our hearts, for out of it flow the springs of life, out of it flow the, the boundary lines. And uh, it's, it's, it speaks about our inheritance. If your heart goes wrong, <laughs> your life goes wrong. And, uh, and so in, in the passage it says, yeah, that today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And so we need to know that when, when God speaks and we resist, there's a hardening that takes place in our hearts. And the more we resist God, the, the harder our hearts become until we eventually can't, can't even hear God. And uh, when we can't hear God, there's no way that we, we can move forward. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened uh, to, to the people of the nation. They, they stopped hearing God, and they, they died in the desert. Um, and Psalm, Psalm 32, one, uh, Psalm 32 is not one, but it's, it's down the bottom there, so verse 8-9. It, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Uh, I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Um, that Jesus is our, he's our shepherd, and he wants, to, he wants to lead us, and he wants to lead us into, into good places. And verse 9 says, But be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit or bridle, or it will not stay near you. Um, so it says that you know, God, God's desire is to instruct us and teach us in the way that we are to go and to counsel us with his, with his eye upon us. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. And we to be those that are hearing his voice, my sheep hear his voice, and they, and they follow. Uh, they follow, follow willingly. Um, but when we resist, as this passage is warning us, when we resist the word of God, there's a hardening that starts taking place in our hearts. And the more we resist... The harder, we be, uh, the harder our hearts become until we can't hear God. And when we can't hear God, there's no way that we can progress. And uh, I've seen, uh, witnessed many people, not many people, I've seen, but there are a couple of, just in the, my 20 years of people coming and people going, and, and I've seen that hardening. Um, and people that were once on fire for God, and something happened, and the heart got hard just slowly. And today you go to those people, and you, it's like <laughs> you can't speak to them. You know, speak to my hand. And I think it's a sad place. And, uh, but uh, it's easy to look there, but we need to say, look, you know, we, we, we're not immune. We're not immune to this. That uh, in the kingdom, you know, the kingdom suffers violence. There, there's, there's stuff that happens. And uh, it's easy to let our hearts grow hard and uncaring, and, uh, but then we lose the plot. Why are we even called? Um, and so the writer is pointing out that our inheritance is connected to um, our hearts. Uh, Hebrews, in, in the last past 60 verses, 16 to 19, says, Who were those who heard and yet rebelled? Was it not those who left Egypt led by Moses. So the, these, these, were, these were believers. They were, they were out of Egypt. They, <laughs> they were going through the, the, the wilderness, going through a time of testing. And with whom was he provoked for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who were disobedient, 
So we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. And to me, that, that thing, they weren't, they weren't able to enter. It's kind of, I don't know, when you, you know, like when you finish a job or something like that, it's almost like uh, mission accomplished and, um, and you almost get that, that feeling of rest. To me, it's something, something of that. And, and it made me think of um, uh, Paul writing these words in 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8, where he says, you know, I've, I've fought the good fight. And this is what I want to say at the end of my, my, my days. And I trust that each one of us would also want to say the same. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. I remember as a, a little boy, always in athletics, I was quite good at athletics and uh, in Mafeking, and we'd run on these um, kind of coal or asphalt, bare feet, and you know those days we used to run on bare feet, and uh, and but many a times I'd 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 be coming first, and I'd get to the but then I'd lose I'd, my my one leg would go behind the other, and I would <laughs> fall on my back. But I used to go back, but at least it happened near the end, and I I went through on my back full of grazes. But I I finished the race, <laughs> and uh, um, I've got the. I got the trophy, and uh, Paul says, I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have loved his appearing. Um, so the encouragement to us in this passage is that we, we need to run this race, we need to fight this fight, and we need to, there's, there's a prize um, waiting for each one of us. Um, who also love to see his appearing. And so you've got to ask, as you're reading through the passage, you say, well, what, what went wrong in their hearts? Um, you know, the, our salvation is not something we work out in the head. Um, I've tried to, I'm, I'm a, I can try and be a thinker, but I, get a, I, get a, I become a complicated thinker. Um, and it's not easy to work out your salvation in your head. It's, we work it out in our hearts. And, you know, the heart is a place of passion. The heart is a place of conviction. It's a place of faith. And uh, as Paul says, you know, I don't come with wise and persuasive words to, to persuade you, you know, but uh, I come with, um, um, you know, my gospel was preached with, uh, with power and with the Spirit. And when the gospel comes, it, it affects our hearts. It gives us a new heart. And puts new passions and new desires and, and it's that thing that holds us that you, you know, you kind of look back and you think, well, you know, since I became a believer, what, what's held me? You know, there's that, like we I mentioned some, or Viv mentioned it, like a dynamo force. There's a, it, you know, you want to go this way, but it holds you this way. You know, there's some, you know, the, the grace of God keeps me, keeps me going. Um, the conviction that we do what we do. Uh, and, and, and we need it. And you go read through the passage here yeah, and you see, well, these people are losing it. And we've been warned against losing it. And, and we've we, we warned, watch your heart. Watch your heart. And so what went wrong? Well, we've, they, their hearts became hard and resistant to the voice of God. What was meant to take seven days eventually took 40 years and they still never got there. And... <laughs> um, 
Um, so it says there, uh, uh, on the day of testing in the wilderness, it says, where my fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. So they saw, they saw the goodness of God. They saw the provision of God. They saw God coming through. And it says, yet they provoked me. And you've got to ask yourself, well, how, how did they provoke God? Well, they were ungrateful. They were negative. They were moaning. And this is just not good enough, God. You know, the manna that you give us, I mean, what, what's this? And God gave them quail. How good is that? <laughs> and then they still said, oh, we want to go back to Egypt. This is just not good enough. And they were like provoking. is like taking a stick and then poking God the whole time until God becomes like a bear. Not that God does become a bear, but... Uh, um, and so they were going through a difficult time and we all go through a difficult time and in the book of Hebrews they were going through a difficult time and they were, they were losing their satisfaction and their, their trust and their everything in God and they thought well look it's just better that we go back to what we were it was, the life was better then now I said sometimes it's not easy to be a Christian it's easier just to go with the world I mean, they're, you know, they're all on the beaches now. Yeah, we sit, I mean, listening to me. <laughs> you know, as they say, you know, when, we go to, when, we, when hard times come, we either, we either get bitter or we get better. And, uh, you know, God, God takes us through stuff that we get better. He's, he's trying to produce faith, and there's a testing of our faith that, and actually it says in, 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 I think it's Deuteronomy something, it says, you know, I led you through this, this vast and waterless desert um, to test you, to see what is in your heart. Why? So that in the end it would go well with you. I was trying to produce faith in us because it's only going to go well with us if we have faith. If we have unbelief in our hearts and we allow that to creep into our hearts, it's not going to well, go well with you. And later in Hebrews, God says, uh, you know, if you, you know, we're not those that, that shrink back and are destroyed, but we are those that persevere, and there's, there's a reward. We win the prize. And that's the encouragement in, in the book. And so the people were, they were shrinking back, they were testing, they were going through a test, but they were starting to test God and provoking God, the very one who was trying to help them. And we've all been there. And, uh, you know, God says, you know, just for a little while. Just, just push on for a little while. And we need to do the little whiles better. You know, you, you come back and, you know, even in our little while, little, the, the time that we've been leading this church, there have been, been little whiles. But, you know, when you're in it, you say, Lord, how long, O oh Lord? You know, <laughs> but you are good. And, you know, and we've got to do the little, the little while as well and know that God is, God is working in us because he's got a future and a destiny before us. Um, and if, if we go through those seasons and those difficulties, uh, it is good. It takes faith and patience. Um, 
what was going wrong in their hearts, their, their, their hearts were going astray. They were following their own ways. Uh, we, we remember in the, as they were going, they, they, they built the golden calf and uh, they, they, they built idols in their hearts. And, and we need to pay attention to idols in our hearts. And we know out there, and they've been preached on, I mean, the different idols that there are, sex, power, money, um, you know, the idol, of, the idol of pleasure. You know, we live, I, mean, I spoke about the beaches, you know, we, we can love the beaches more than love meeting with God. And, uh, you know, the, are we after pleasure or are we, are we after pleasing, pleasing God? Um, you know, we need to you know, maybe to some of the to some of the younger people sitting here, you're kind of looking for a husband or a wife or a marriage partner. And uh, you know, I've seen many, many a young person, or well, not many. I've seen young people, you know, just just marry the wrong person uh, and land up kind of out of the out of the will of God. Um, what, what happened to their hearts? Their hearts became hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Um, you know, we need to know that living in sin hardens our heart. So if you choose, and, you know, today, like, we, we kind of go with the culture, and we kind of, uh, the Bible says that we must get married, and we choose, well, I'm not going to get married, but I'm going to live with someone, and because uh, uh, we kind of reason, well, you know, I'm not doing anyone harm. You know, I'm not harming any. Uh, we need to know that our hearts will eventually get hard, that we can't hear the voice of God and we can't progress. Um, and actually what we're doing is we're actually harming our very own hearts and our own our future, our destiny. And so if, we, if we're looking for a partner, go, go to someone and ask them, what do you think? I often mention, like, you know, Taryn, you know, came us, to us when she was courting Warwick and, and said, Dad, Mom, you know, if you think Warwick, I don't have that power anymore, Warwick, but I mean, <laughs> just cool it. I mean, uh, if, if you think Warwick is not the right person for me, I'll, I'll walk away. And I, I just thought, wow, you know, where, where did I teach Taryn that? You know, kind of, and I thought, <laughs> you know, just the, the weight of responsibility, you know, kind of, that, you, you know, giving away my daughter. And here's my daughter coming to ask me, uh, Dad, is this the right husband for me? And, uh, and we need to do more of that. Because um, we, we, we don't always, we, we can't always trust our own hearts. Yeah, Adam and Eve's hearts—they were—they were hardened, and you know our hearts are hardened when the, you know the the, the serpent came and said, uh, you know Adam, Eve, we've—I've got—you know—this is something better than God's best, and uh, you know when we start going after, you know we start thinking that God's good for us is not good enough, and that there's something better. We need to know that we we the good chance we're dabbling with dabbling with sin. Um, and when we dabble with sin and the deceitfulness of that, uh, the scriptures say that 
um, it makes our hearts hard. And so the question is, you know, how do we, how do we keep our hearts soft? And I don't have all the answers. Uh, I was kind of thinking last night, and, uh, but the thing that we need to do and the, the message I want to give us today is that our inheritance is connected to our heart. And we need to go away with that and, and actually just say, Lord, you know, um, talk to me about my heart. Not my head, we'll get to the head, but let's talk about the heart. I think we sort the heart out, the head till most of the time comes, comes right. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we need to, uh, or not one of the things, I think it's of paramount importance, we need to give attention to the Word. Just read your Bible daily. Simple. Just read it daily. And may I add, just read it with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, it says right in the beginning, as we read this, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says. Uh, the Word is written through the Spirit, and we need to it's read it with the Spirit. And when we read it with the Spirit, it comes alive to us. And, yeah, so just... Uh, read the read the word. You know, it says the word is like a hammer and a fire. And uh, I remember after the fire, uh, you know, the the engineer said, "Look, you can keep your your slabs and 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 all of that." And you know, I cleaned up uh, everything, and the rains came. And then one day, I thought, "Oh, look, me!" I took a hammer, and I I started just knocking the thing, and I thought, "Wow, but this this is like powder." You know, and just to how the how the how the the fire and they just taken away the strength of the of the concrete. And when I took a hammer, and that's like the word and the fire. The, the word is like a hammer and a fire. And remember with uh, David and Bathsheba, and David was um, living in sin, and he was hiding behind it. And Nathan came to him and said, David. And he brought the hammer there, and and uh, it softened. David, David repented, and his and his heart his heart opened. Um, and so we need we need to be in the Word. And the Word uh, in Hebrews later, and if, in fact, in the same passage, it says, you know, the Word. Uh, where am I? Uh, uh, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and in, the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so when we in the Word, it, it, it's, it, the Word is working with us and it's doing a work in us. But if we're not in the Word, um, you get me? Um, I think the second thing is... Um, Ask God to search your heart. Uh, favorite verse of, of Verva's, uh, Psalm 51.10, Create in me a pure heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 139.23-24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there's any grievous way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. How often do we do that? Jeremiah 17, 9-10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. 
I remember Rory once preaching on that, and he said, you know, sometimes he feels like taking out his heart and putting it on, on a table with a, with a stick and, and beating his heart. <laughs> and uh, it's true. Eh? That's how we sometimes our hearts can get so, <laughs> so sick. Um, who can understand it? Um, and then God goes on and says, I, the Lord, search your heart and test the mind to give every man according to his way, according to the fruits of his deeds. Um, how can we keep our hearts in a good place? I, I think practice sensitivity. You know, it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit saying, and uh, not dealing with life bluntly and, and, and harshly and severely. Ephesians 4, 30-32 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and, and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And in verse 32 it says this, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Just practice that. We just all, we practice that. It, it's, it keeps our heart in a, in a, in a healthy state. Um, but if we go and we, we kind of harsh with people in every situation, our hearts get hard and, they, they, um, and unforgiving and, and, and stuff like that. Um, be, be quick to repent of sin. You know, just to say, I'm truly sorry. I'm really, really sorry for what I did. And Acts 3 says, Repent and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing might come from the presence of the Lord. Now, when we, when we unrepentant, our hearts get hard. It's like, <laughs> and brittle, we don't hear. And... Uh, but when we repent, it says it's like, it's like rain comes and it, it falls on our hearts. Our hearts get soft and they're pliable and they, they, they're productive again. But when we, when we choose to be unrepentant, uh, um, so we, we need to have a culture of, Lord, I'm sorry, you know, kind of um, against you and you alone I've sinned. I'm sorry, my brother, my sister. Not standing in self-righteousness and kind of what I've done and and and. Uh, I think we to keep our hearts in a good place. Choose to be thankful and joyful in all things. It's a good one. The world is negative. We saw with 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 the nation they were moaning, groaning, whinging, provoking God, and actually for God's, it's God's will that we give thanks always. So let's, let's, let's try and practice it as we go and try and be joyful and uh, find joy in everything, not find what's wrong. Um, uh, Proverbs, no, no, uh, yeah, choose to be thankful. Yeah, just, I was thinking of, uh, you know, when we go through a test, I'm thinking of Wayne. I mean, Wayne's favorite text was that, you know, count it pure joy when you face trials. And, <laughs> and uh, they went through, they went through, they went through trials and, and stuff, and but I want to tell you, it, it is well with them. They, they, are, they are doing well. 
chatted to Brent Brading where they're in the church there. Um, it, it's, it's, going, it's going well with him. Um, and yeah, he did the little whiles well. Him and Tracy. Uh, Proverbs uh, 17, 22, you know, being a joyful, you know, it says a joyful heart is good medicine. I think someone read it this morning. Uh, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I think you did, Dan. Um, no, laughter, laughter is good medicine. And uh, I think, you know, keep our hearts in a good place. We need to laugh more. I think we take life uh, far too seriously. And as though everything depends on on me and on on us and uh, but we've got a, we've got a savior and we need to yeah we i think sometimes we need to laugh at ourselves and uh you know the, the, if we lose the ability to laugh at ourselves i think we get offended easily and we, we carry offenses and another thing tyrant said is actually you know our levels of maturity uh, uh are revealed by our ability or the way that we um lay down offenses, sort out offenses. And, uh, yeah, it's Dudley often used to say, um, you know, you've got 30 seconds to, to sort, sort these things out. We, we, we cannot carry offenses. We cannot carry rocks in our hearts uh, for where God is calling us to. Um, when we've got rocks in our hearts, God can't plow our hearts. He can't do what he wants to do. And we'll never be able to see the harvest you know, that we, we're talking. And so we need to deal with that stuff. And uh, uh, not be issue issue people. We need to put our issues aside. They they're not worthwhile. Um, yeah, we've got to be a free people. We sang that this morning. It, uh, yeah, just remain in the fire. And yeah, it says there, you know, that um, exhort one another every day. You know, keep keep coming. But keep encouraging one another. Keep blowing wind into each other. And uh, you know, be the wind behind each other, blowing faith and bringing words and, and, uh, and, and encouragement. Cool. I hope that, that is helpful. But uh, the, the real message I want to give this morning is not the real message. The, the, the key is that our inheritance is connected to our heart and we need to watch our hearts and we do um, good this in landing at uh, you know, Tyron he also mentioned something right at the end and he read a thing out of uh, Philippians 2 and just speaking of Christ's humility and, and, and speaking of Christ's heart and um, it's, him, it's, it's Jesus Christ that works it in us. He gives us a new heart, and, um, and we need to steward that, that well. Um, but in, in that passage, and I won't read it now, but you can go read it for yourself, 2 Philippians, Philippians 2. Um, and in our relationship and our partnership is you know, just that willingness. You know, how willing are, is my heart? And, uh, you know, Jesus was just the willingness to be sent, to be sent anywhere. Later, he says, you know, I want to send Timothy and Epaphroditus and uh, um, to have a yieldness that uh, I'll go anywhere. You know, Viv's, Viv's saying about China, you know, kind of, uh, am, I, am, I, am I resistant? I need to hear. 
um, but the willingness, you know, where Isaiah was before God and says, you know, who will go for us? And he says, I will go. You know, I'll go, Lord, uh, but as long as it's a Hawaii. And, you know, kind of a, <laughs> or God, don't send me to, don't send me there. Um, but just a, a willingness to, a yieldness to go anywhere. Um, we, we call to go. Uh, we go into the world, Matthew 24. Matthew 28. Then, um, then uh, just a willingness to serve anyone. That Jesus came as a servant. He doesn't come as uh, uh, he came to serve. And just for us to have a, a willingness to serve. And I, wanna, I just want to thank you for your servant hearts here. Um, you know, we came uh, um, out of Johannesburg. We landed kind of. Friday evening, straight into a meeting there, and then Amy had kind of done with the setup, kind of uh, something got mixed up, and there was one, there was no one for to set up for today, so I said, look, I'll do it, you know, kind of Viv and I, but I knew, look, yes, I've been prepared, I've, you know, kind of Laura and them are arriving, and then <laughs> um, Darren came up to me and says, no, look, they they going off to Agulhas, and he said, no, look, we we only going to go later, we're going to come to church, and but wheel set up and I just thought wow thank you Lord thank you thank you for servant hearted people and we we, we celebrate it we we, uh, we need it uh, so um, yeah just a, a willingness to serve anyone anywhere and then uh, a willingness to sacrifice anything and uh, in that passage that's the picture of Christ the humility and and how Christ has got his inheritance. He's got a name above all name. And uh, that's for you and me. Um, but we need to watch our hearts. And we need to be people that are, our hearts are, are easily moved. Um, keep our hearts as, as light as a feather that God can blow and, and, and move us. So Father Lord, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your encouragements in your word and Lord that you said Lord that you would give us a new heart and you'd write your law in our hearts Lord and thank you for our salvation Lord uh, the great salvation that we have we thank you for uh, all the help that we have around us Lord and the places that we can go to, the ears that can listen and sympathize, and and yeah, Lord, and we know, Lord, that you went before, and stuff happened to you, Lord, but we know that we can come to you and deal with stuff, and so, Father, I I pray, Lord, for our hearts, Lord, that you would search us, uh, Lord, that we'd know our hearts, Lord. I pray for um, I pray for faith, Lord, that Lord, that as we read, as we gather, Lord, that our faith, Lord, would, would strengthen, Lord, our resolve and our conviction and passion and um, 
would not wane, Lord. Uh, we put our eyes on you, Lord. We hear your word. And I pray, Father, even as we go out here, Lord, that um, we'd practice these things, Lord. And, uh, and if need be, Lord, as we come before you and you reveal stuff to us, Lord, that we um, would not brutally carry on uh, the way we have. I pray, Lord, that our hearts, Lord, we would be full of joy and, and thanksgiving and um, yeah, Father, we, we look to our great salvation, Lord, and we just realize, Lord, how how much there is to thank for, Lord. Uh, forgive us, Lord, we, we've looked at the lack, but not good enough. Uh, Lord, we, we say this morning, Lord, that we are satisfied with you. And we trust you. And we give our hearts to you. We line our hearts to you, Lord. And may we have hearts like you, Jesus.